Welcome to the Young Lions Podcast, where we exist to equip teenagers to be bold in their walk with Jesus. We want them to know what they believe, why they believe, and how the Bible applies to their everyday life. Without further ado, let's get into today's episode. What's up, guys? My name is Wesley Nix, and I am not the host of this podcast because the person that normally introduces this looks like he's drunk. He's not drunk, but he's tired. Chase, you got to say something. I'm very tired. Why are you tired? <laughs> I just took a nap before those guys got here. My guy literally just woke up. We threw a cold energy drink at him, like right at his face, and he didn't wake up. Still did not wake up. Well, I'm not the only host, Madison. What's up? Way <laughs> <laughs> to segue it, bro. Madison also had also, difficulty yeah, making it here on time. I don't have that much room to talk. <laughs> Wait. Listen, I've got some beef with y'all. Oh, okay. I've got some beef. Uh-huh. I've, I'm a little upset that y'all didn't make it on time. <laughs> yeah. Like, what's up with that? I don't know, man. I, listen, I had an alarm set literally every five minutes. <laughs> for how like long? Five to seven. For two hours. For two hours. Well, I've got some beef with y'all, but we need to talk about this, okay? We need to talk about this. Yes. Um, so, Madison and Chase, this is how y'all have offended me. <laughs> You offended me by not waking up on time and being ready for the podcast to start. Yes. I don't think they realize what I'm doing. No, I do. Oh, no, she do. does. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about conflict today and uh, how to be a peacemaker specifically. And so have you guys ever been in a conversation with a friend or you've ever had like that moment where there was conflict between you and somebody else? Yeah. Yes, all the time. Not all the time. (laughs) Chase, what do you mean all the time? Used to be all the time. What do you mean all the time? That's funny. Well, so conflict is inevitable, right? Conflict, you know, it's a part of a life. And is there like a specific moment in your guys' lives when you remember a big conflict? Maybe if y'all be authentic enough to share. Yes. I mean, you don't have to go into detail, but like, give me me an example. Me and my friend are playing Rust, and I always said I was better than Oh, my gosh. (laughs) <laughs> I always said I was better than him, and I, I was never better than him. But he always, he always came back with a fight. So he always fought. Okay, like real life, Chase. Come on, that is Actual real life. Conflict. Like, like not video games. Okay, I could think of something. Well, think of something. That's why I'm asking you, Madison. <laughs> do you have anything? Um, I feel like I have a lot from like when I was younger, mostly. Yeah, it's yeah, just I was arguing when you're like older. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you tend not to argue. Yeah. Well, you kind of. Like, I forget what it's called, but there's, like, these different types of... There's different ways you handle conflict, right? Like, you either retreat from people, or you escalate, uh, or you blame the other person. There's different methods. But we are going to talk about how to handle conflict. And I think the first thing is that you have to see conflict as an opportunity. An opportunity for what, guys? To show Jesus. Yeah, to show Jesus, right? Or to glorify God, because conflict is inevitable, Okay, Mm -hmm. and I've heard someone say it like this, and this really helped open up my eyes when I was younger. Uh, Craig Rochelle was doing a leadership podcast, and he said that you should look at yourself as the CPS. Okay, you're not a CEO. You might just be a Joe Blow employee, but you're the CPS. You're the chief problem solver. That's your job. Okay, your job is to solve problems because problems are inevitable. Right. Mm -hmm. And specifically, it's ironic that people talk about how much they hate going to work because at work you are paid to solve a problem. If you work at fast food at McDonald's, the problem is people need food 
And the way that we're going to solve that problem is for somebody to make them food and sell it to them in a drive-through. And so as a McDonald's employee, you are paid minimum wage to solve the problem of helping people find convenient fast food. Mm-hmm. So you're paid to solve problems at work. And when you learn to view life as problem solving and you're okay with solving problems and that the way you solve those problems can glorify God, it opens your eyes up. And then conflict is no longer this thing that you hate with everything in you. It's something that you not are excited about, but you embrace because you know the way you respond will dictate a lot of things in life. So Madison, what do you have to say about conflict? Is there maybe some scripture you had that came to mind that you wanted to give us? Yes, actually, it would be in Matthew chapter 5, verse 9, and verses 23 through 25. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called sons of God. Wow, how profound. <laughs> There's more. <laughs> There's more. Okay, go ahead. So if you are offering your gift on the altar, and there you remember that your brother or sister has something against you, leave your gift there in front of the altar. First, go and be reconciled with your brother or sister, and then come and offer your gift. Reach a settlement quickly with your adversary while you're on the way with him to court. Or your adversary will hand you over to the judge, and the judge to the officer, and you'll be thrown into prison. Mm, That's good. And so basically, the Bible is teaching us that you should handle conflict, okay? And if you know somebody has beef with you, you need to confront them. And if somebody has beef with you, they need to confront you. And so that's good. So number one, see conflict as an opportunity. Pretty simple concept, but very difficult to grasp. And so we want to we give you guys six things to help you become a peacemaker or walk through conflict in your life. And so one, see it as an opportunity. Number two, own your part. Chase, what does that mean? Uh, it means like, like, don't lose the argument, I guess. Okay, kind of. <laughs> and so it's just this idea that you're going to be the first person to say, hey, look, I'm sorry if I blank. Okay, because typically in conflict, there's always two sides. Always, 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 always. And if you would just start off the argument by saying, hey, I am sorry that I did blank. And then go from there. And then right off the bat, the walls come down because you're not trying to attack them. You're trying to win them back to you and get rid of the beef. Right? And so, Chase, you were sharing with me out of Matthew 7 earlier. You want to bring that up again? Yeah, uh, I've got like three verses here I want to read to you guys. Um, It's Matthew chapter 5, or no, chapter 7, verses (laughs) 3 to 5. It says, why do you look at the, spe- the speck of the sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank, plank in your own eye? How can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye, when all the time there is a blank plank in your own eye? You're hypocrite. First, take the plank out of your own eye. Then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. Mm, that's good. And so basically, there's just this idea that, hey, look, you know, there's always two sides to the story. And if you're willing to share your side of it first and how you could have done better, it's going to be a lot easier for the other person to hear what you have to say. Yeah. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. So in our argument in the beginning, if I would have said, hey, look, guys, maybe I should have made it more clear that y'all had to be up on time for this, it would, you would have helped you out, uh, and so on and so forth. So the number three, know it's pressing, okay? And I'm not necessarily going to go into the verse here, but conflict is pressing. Don't put conflict off. The longer you put off conflict, the worse it gets. It's like when you leave food out for too long. What grows on it? Mold. 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 What? Mold grows, and conflict's the same. The longer you wait, 
to handle conflict, mold's going to grow, right? Like it, between you and them and in life, it's just going to get worse and worse and worse. Eventually, it's unbearable. And you have to make a conscious effort to to handle conflict and get rid of it. Chase, why is your head sideways against the wall? My my ghost is speaking to me. Oh, boy. <laughs> sponsored, sponsored, not sponsored by Ghost Energy Drinks. Thank you, Chase. I think uh, so number three, no it's pressing. All right, then we're going to keep going. Uh, so see conflict as an opportunity. Own your part. Know it's pressing. And number four, overlook a small fence. What do y'all think that means? Overlook a small fence. Yes. Um, I would say, like, to not make it a big deal. Yeah. Uh, like, so, like a bigger deal than right, it really is. Right. And uh, so if someone's being petty and, and calls you a name or this or that, that's not the time to have a full-blown argument. Yeah. Let it go. Let it go. And uh, there's a lot of scripture that speaks to that. And in the Proverbs, it, it kind of teaches us this idea that, hey, you should let that go. Okay. It's not worth it. Life is too short. When conflict becomes a really big deal and there is a strain in the relationship, then it's time to say something. Then it's time to have that difficult conversation. Uh, but when it comes to small things, life's too short, guys, and it's not worth it. Yeah. So, well, that hey, that's good stuff. I got a few more things here. So we talked about conflict as an opportunity. Own your part. Know it's pressing. Overlook a small offense. And, and the last two things here that we'll end up playing with is this. Clearly express how you've been hurt. Number five, okay? Clearly express to the other person how you've been hurt. Hey, guys, it hurt me that y'all did not wake up on time to come to the podcast. We're sorry for hurting your feelings. <laughs> <laughs> and so y'all can kind of see how that works, right? Um, clearly express it. Don't beat around the bush. Say, hey, this is how I was hurt, and this is how it made me feel. And they're going to be a lot more likely to listen since you let off the conversation with how you could have done better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes when you follow this route, it, it makes things easier, right? So clearly express. express. Can't use words. <laughs> clearly express how you've been hurt. And uh, I'm not going to walk through it verbatim, but in Matthew 18, I'll end it with this. So what do you do when conflict can't be solved between you and the other person? Well, you bring somebody else in. Okay, number six, widen the circle. When when me and Madison, we've got beef. Maddie, you didn't wake up one time. I'm mad at you. She's mad at me. All right, let's bring somebody else in. Let's bring Chase in. Chase, what do you have to say? <laughs> I have no idea. We're going to edit that part out. <laughs> so, Chase, what do you have to say? And then we wait for Chase to weigh in on his opinion. And you want somebody, excuse me, that's not biased for the situation to weigh in on the argument, okay? What do you do when that doesn't happen? That doesn't work. You widen the circle even more, and then you bring in somebody wiser and older than you to help speak life into the situation. And in a church setting, when that doesn't work, you go straight to the pastor, right? And and then you bring them in. And so for students, for you guys, when there's beef between you and your students, you go straight to your parents. Or you bring other friends in. When that doesn't work, then go to someone like your small group leader. And then when that doesn't work, then you go to your youth pastor, okay? And you can kind of see how it escalates to the top level and how you should handle conflict. So just to recap, six things, okay? Let's walk through them. Madison, number one. What was number one? See conflict as an opportunity. Awesome. And then own your part is number two. Number three, Chase? No, it's pressing. No, it's pressing. Okay. Don't put conflict off or a girl like world. Number four, overlook a small offense. And then Madison? Clearly express your hurt. For number five. five. And then Chase, the last thing we just talked about. Is widen the circle. Widen the circle. Hey, listen, the next episode, you do not want to miss it. I'm so excited about the topic we're sharing. Y'all have any other thoughts? <laughs> Not really. No, I think. Awesome. We'll good. see y'all in the next one.